we should start our own podcast. Let's do it. Wait, crap. How is it going to go? <laughs> Mysterious podcast. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Rainy. And this is our very first episode, <laughs> first attempt really at recording. We did one little session the other day that didn't go quite as planned, so yeah. we'll not talk about that right now. <laughs> but we've been thinking about doing this for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, for yeah. like a long, like since, I don't know, like at least two years now. Yeah, and I don't know, I guess we just finally. I don't know what got us <laughs> to actually do it. We both have Fridays off. Yeah, that that's, does help. Yeah. So we have a day that we can just together sit and record mm-hmm. if we need to without other people being around and having to worry about getting other things done. True, true. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you want to talk about your case a little bit? <laughs> sure. Okay. So um, today I'm going to talk about the case of... so. Forgive me if I, like, say her name pronunciation very wrong. It's a hard last name. So it's Marissa Marguerite Matthew Zweifler. <laughs> How did you say it, Kenzie? Zweifler. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, um, I just wanted to really touch in on this story. For, for one, there's, like, not a lot of coverage on it. Like, it was actually really hard to get information because... There's only, like, three articles that really said anything of helpful, you know, advice or not <laughs> advice. Like, anything that would give me a good amount to, like, write for a story uh, and take notes on. So, I feel like it was a good one that needed to be, you know, put out there and talked about. And it has a really good, important, like, lesson because... It just it isn't in the media as much as you think it deserves to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That and, like... Just this is something that I always feel like is a problem with how lenient our laws are for sex offenders and how, like, rehabilitation for them is possible when I think, like, we shouldn't be giving that to Mm -hmm. sexual offenders because it's been proven that they re-offend, that they don't Right, over and over again, they just re-offend. Yeah, so this is another case that we can add to that list of, like, hey, this is clearly not happening. Like, they're not being rehabilitated. It's not working. You're just putting Mm -hmm. people back in danger. And this is a perfect example of that. So I thought it was an important one to touch on, especially since there's not enough coverage on it. So. Okay. Yeah. I just saw, you know, a little, my personal opinion on it. Anyways. So Marissa was born on February 28th, 1987 in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She was the only child of her parents, Erica and... Erica Zafler and Tony Matthew, her family and friends, described her as loving, compassionate, selfless, intelligent, and creative. From a young age, she was wanted, or she wanted to be a fashion designer and a dolphin trainer. A dolphin trainer? Yeah. Very like, two different ends of the spectrum. A fashion designer and dolphin trainer. Like, yeah. dolphin fashion. Yeah. Maybe she could have done, like, those. fashion shows on dolphins. Yeah. Even though we don't promote riding dolphins. No. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> Sea World, we're coming for you. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Don't sue us. <laughs> no. Um, I think that was, like, just her from, like, a little age, obviously. Like, that was her, like, dream. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I right. want to be... of course. A, like, how I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was a kid and, you know, right. weird things. But I should still do that. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> as she's gotten older, though, you could tell that she really leaned into the fashion sense of things. So, okay. like... Uh, okay, so she was also an outstanding student and an athlete. She played a lot of the different sports. So she did basketball, cheerleading, soccer, softball, gymnastics, dance, and a few other ones. Oh are, like, I think she did, um, oh, there was, like, another one. But she did, like, a, like literally every sport you could possibly do. All the sports. Yeah, I think she played tennis, too, and, like, tried, um... What, like, golf. That's the one I'm trying to think <laughs> of. What is that thing? What is that? I'm like, I don't know. It's, is that a sport? Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Oh um, in high school, she uh, participated in theater as well, and oh. everybody said it was obvious that she was like a born performer. That she just went on the stage and lit up and oh. was so perfect on stage, <laughs> and that she, her personality just really blossomed, and you could see her creative. So she sense. had just like a lot of natural talent, yeah, a- athletically and creatively. Yeah, apparently. so athletically, and uh, I mean, like they said, she's a great student. She always got consistent A's and participated wow. in lots of clubs and schools and did fundraisers. Very, like, overall, like, wholesome person. Like, not even just wholesome, but, like, very accomplished. Like, she was only, yeah. like, 16 at this wow. point, and she was, like, had that all these busy. things under her belt. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, she that's where she really found what she liked. She loved performing. She loved, you know, theater, and she, um, she really got into, like making films and directing films and, like, acting in films with her friends. So, like, I guess her friends at her school, like, had these, like, film clubs that they would go to. Uh And they would, um, like, create these educational videos and stuff for students to produce. So, like, one of the ones she was doing, she was um, making a sex ed and aid prevention for youth class. So, like, she would, you know, create and direct these videos of, like, you know, educational videos for these kids to go to and watch. And, like, she advocated for LGBTQ rights in these schools and stuff. And, like, really, like, you could tell that she was just wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. And so she had, like, fundraisers for them and, like, made these clubs for them, like, safe places and Aww. just educating them. Mm-hmm. Another thing she did, her friends and family said she always did, was she created her own outfits. So, like, she'd constantly show up to school wearing her own, like, homemade clothes that people said were outrageous oh and crazy. Gosh. But... She wanted to be a fashion designer, so, like, she showed up with, like, these giant hats of flowers <laughs> on them and, like, these shirts that she would, like, cut up little pieces and, like, sew all together and, like, just crazy uh-huh. wild stuff that was very unique and eccentric to her, which is, you know, just a cute little add-on, I think. Yeah, you know, really yeah. shows her personality. It reminds me of our cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of people described her as the epitome of beauty inside and out. She had a generous, loving soul, and she had beautiful blonde hair and big blue eyes and a smile that people described as contagious yeah she was very very pretty like gorgeous girl um so this is actually really sad but she described the world as her friend and said she had no time for enemies oh yeah so like like, there's a video of her sitting and uh she's like saying something about like she, like, is quoting that in the mm-hmm. video and talking about how just love and peace is the way to go, and that's how the world will heal. It's just oh. very sweet. From here, we're going to get into a little bit of the um, actual case itself and, like, talk about what happened. So I do want to put, like, a little bit of a trigger warning. It is going to go into, like, sexual abuse and even, like, sexual abuse of, a, like, a child. So if that's something that bothers you, then, you know, feel free to skip away because <laughs> we don't want anybody to you know have to come up upon that okay so july 16th in 2003 marissa and her friends decided to go to a pop music concert in albuquerque new mexico in the sunshine theater the band that was playing that night is the atmosphere it's not a super popular band but i mean they have a little bit of music so if you haven't heard of them that would be very surprising it was a fairly small like concert mm-hmm. right so the group of the girls arrived and they arrived in a little, like, limousine-type, like, SUV limousine. Like, I guess they rented one to drive from where she lived in New Mexico to Albuquerque, which wasn't very far. She lived in Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. So they arrived, and it was said that they came out of the limousine dancing barefoot and singing and dancing through the streets into the the venue, just, like, living it up, living their lives. Right? It said that Marissa was wearing one of her outfits designed by her that night. And something the Shio designed crazy. her own outfit for the <laughs> yeah, band or yeah. the, the concert. Uh-huh. Made one just for that. <laughs> Did it say what it looked like? No, that's oh. what I was saying is I couldn't find a lot of information yeah. about this stuff. Actually, most of the information I got was, like, about her was from a site her mom created. Aww. So, yeah, it was really sweet. Uh, during the night... Uh, some point during the night while she was dancing, considering she was barefoot the whole night at the venue, she stepped on a piece of broken glass that was Ooh. on the ground and cut her foot. So she went to go look for a first aid kit. Uh-huh. And that's when Usually, she... Usually, like, venues, or not even venues, but concerts and events like that will have uh, 
an EMT or, you know. Yeah, that's what they were. Somebody. She, yeah, she was looking for that as, like, a, a, a nurse first or something. Aid. Yeah, something along those lines. Or anybody who could be like, oh, yeah, we have a first aid kit mm-hmm. upstairs because, you know, they're required to have one right. in the venue regardless. So mm-hmm. she went to go look for that. And that's when she met Dominic Akers. I think that's how you say it. It's A-K-E-R-S. I think it's just Akers or oh, Akers. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, he was the janitor, and he claimed to her that he was a security guard, and that's when he escorted her upstairs to the venue to give her the first aid kit. But and he wasn't a security guard. No, he was just the jan- He was a custodian, but oh, he told okay. her that he was a security guard that night, so then she'd be more trusting or whatever. Okay. So he escorted her upstairs and in the venue to give her the first aid kit, and that was the last time she was seen alive. So, Dominic Akers, to go into his background a little bit. Where did her friend go? They were still in the venue, just, like, dancing Oh, she just went off by herself to go find somebody. Yeah, so that's what happened, is she just, like, kind of went off on her own, and not necessarily on her own. Like, she was just, like, looking, like, hey, guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to go look for somebody Mm -hmm. who has, like, a Band-Aid. Yeah. Because it wasn't supposed, like, it wasn't a bad scratch. It was just a little cut, and she just wanted, like, a Band-Aid and then come right back. Gotcha, okay. So nothing serious, but... Yeah, so that's what happened, and then that's when she ran into Dominic, and that's when he claimed to be, you know, a security guard and that he could get her the first aid kit. Okay, got it. Yeah. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So Dominic is a, or was a 22-year-old man. Uh, he was a sexual predator. In 2002, he pleaded guilty to three counts of sexual penetration and other sexual crimes against a four-year-old family member. Oh? Yeah. My God. And this is where it gets really bad. So... Originally, Akers was sentenced to 33 years in prison, but instead he was put on five years probation. What? Yeah, so his judge, basically, there was some evidence that showed, like, because he was, you know, looked at by psychologists and doctors and stuff, and they said Mm -hmm. they don't think he was mentally fit for prison. So instead of giving him any, like, anything else, you know, like... He's not mentally fit for prison, so we're just going to send him out in the world. Exactly. Right? Or they didn't give him, like, any help. They just were like, okay, five years probation, you have to live in, like, a halfway type How is that even kind of... uh, Just. Right? Like... (sighs) Yeah, so five years probation for raping a four-year-old of his family. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, this Did is... Did it say what the relation of this four-year-old was to him, like a niece or something? No. Yeah, it won't go into any detail, oh. like sex, like gender or anything. I think it's kind of hidden, like, gotcha. that side. Just to protect her. Yeah. Yeah. I see. That's what I'm guessing. So, he was put on five years probation, and at the time, New Mexico had some of the most lenient laws for sex offenders, so Akers didn't have to disclose his past um offenses at all when he got this job nice so it was not required for him to be like hey just so you know i'm a sexual predator mm-hmm. when he was hired at this venue oh my god yeah so you know good job new mexico with your laws love that is that law <laughs> changed now do you know yeah there well there's been some stuff put in place we'll get into that later oh, oh, okay there's a whole thing about that <laughs> um Unfortunately, that night, uh, Marissa Akers was his second and last victim. He took her to a secluded room where he broke out in a rage and attacked her. So, apparently, there's multiple different sources. Some said that they went back there. She went back there with him knowingly that they were going to perform a sex act. So He said this to her? Or he said this about... The There's situation? just more t- multiple different stories. Like, some sources said that, like, they were, perf- like, in the middle of a sex act when, like, she said something he didn't like and broke out in a rage. And then one oh. was he took her back there and then, like, tried to have sex with her and she, like, you know, pulled away from... Or, like, he tried to, you know, mm-hmm. make a move and she pulled away from him. Okay. Which made him get angry. Did it... You didn't find any, like, direct quotes from him? Mm. No. Actually, yes. So there is a quote. I don't know if I have it completely written down, but basically what he told... So it, we'll get into it a little bit more later, but what he told his dad was that he went up there with her thinking they were going to have sex, and then when she pulled away from him, he broke out into a rage and flipped out and couldn't didn't know what was happening, and, and that's when he strangled her. Like, he thought they were going to have sex when that had not been discussed whatsoever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so... And remember, so Melissa was, like, you know, she was a fairly small girl. She was 16. Mm-hmm. She weighed, like, 125, I think, and, like, 5'6". You know, oh. so she was a real, she was a fairly tiny girl, uh-huh. you know. Dominic was, I think, he is 22. He's 6'3", I want to say. He's above 6 foot and, like, 300 pounds. 
Okay. So, like, twice her size. Very, yeah, obviously. Like and this, this, so definitely easily overpowering her. Yeah. As I, well as, he's an adult, mm, and, and she's, she's a 16. minor. Yeah, she's a kid. What? She's 16, yeah, no. Uh... Okay, so no, it's right here. So he was 380 pounds. Sorry, not 300. Oh 380. So he... And she was 125? Yeah. So she okay. was really tiny was small. compared to him. Yeah. yeah. And 5'6". So, I mean, she was fairly lean, you right. know? Right, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, That's so a small height girl. for a girl. She's pretty kind of tall. Yeah, no. Uh, but, yeah, so he... What allegedly actually happened was that he forced her to have, like you know, sexual, to perform sexual acts, and then when she showed dismay and tried to get away from him, he flipped out, turned into a blind, you know, quotation marks, blind rage, Uh and he strangled her, but she didn't die the first time, so he strangled her, and that's when he was just sitting there, and she came to and started screaming and, like, trying to fight and get out, and that's when he strangled her again and killed her. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so he, the second time he ended up... And nobody could hear her because, like, yeah, there's music, music and, and stuff. Yeah, music and everything is oh. going on. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, flew into a deeper rage. He choked her to death, and this is his statement. He said he had to kill her because he didn't want to go back to prison. Like, you served any <laughs> prison time at all. Right. So right, yeah. He served jail time while he was in holding for his court trial. Did he go to prison for anything else? No. Previously? I don't... I, not that I could find. Like I said, I couldn't find, like, anything on him or her. Mm. It was very slim, like, mm. any previous... Especially him. Like, I just said his case. I had to it. kill her because I didn't want to go to prison. Yeah. That that tracks. Right? Uh, yeah. Right. No, Usually totally. killing people doesn't send you to prison. Right? <laughs> well, it doesn't a lot of the time, yeah. so... <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, so that's when he uh, left her body there and went back to his job while everyone danced and partied on. He just left her there. Just left her in that room. It was the projector room above, so, like, right above them. Okay. So it would be really hard because that's right where the stage is and mm-hmm. nobody could really hear right. anything. So Because, I mean, literally the projector room where they're projecting right. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so nobody knew what was happening, and they danced and partied and had fun. And he went back to his job, being a janitor at this venue. Um, a day later, Akers returned to the crime scene, and that's when he dragged Melissa's body. Or, I'm sorry, it's Marissa, not Melissa. Oh, okay. And that's when he uh, dragged her body into an unused storage room and then covered the entrance with, like, an old Coke candy machine. Like, he took the machine. Like a vending machine? Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. It doesn't really explain. It just says Coke candy machine, which I don't know what Coke candy is. I've only heard of, like... Coke. Coke. (laughs) Like a soda machine. Yeah. I'm like, what is Coke candy? It must just be like a vending machine maybe that sells both. Yeah. Soda and candy. But I'm guessing it's just from what I could pick up on, it was a uh, vending machine. Okay. So that's when he dragged, so he pushed that back over the storage unit that like wasn't ever used, they said. Like nobody really went in there in the first Mm -hmm. place. So it was not something that people would normally look into. Gotcha. So he covered the entrance and later that night, so the same night that, you know, everything went down the first time, the night she was killed on Wednesday, her friends reported her missing when they couldn't find her during, after the show. Right, yeah. Yeah, so they, she was immediately reported missing, like, it, no time went by, she, they reported. And she's a minor, so of course they're gonna get on it. Yeah, exactly, and people were like, they couldn't find her after the concert, so they were definitely worried, and they reported it, like, right away, but then the next day, on 10 a.m., on that Sunday, or no, Sorry, I messed up. So, they reported her missing, and obviously, like, a search was going on. People were trying to find her, figure out what was going on. And that's when, on that following Sunday at 10 a.m., Frank Akers, Dominic's father, went to an officer and told him what happened that night. Wait, so so how did he know about it? So, Dominic went to him later on that, like, that next, I think it was, like, that Saturday he went, like, after he covered up her body. Mm Mm-hmm. And he told him what happened. And he, you know, he told his dad, like, I flipped out, you know, oh, I choked okay. her. And that's when he said, I went in there thinking we were going to have sex. Gotcha. And then she got, said no and turned me down and I flipped so out. So when they were saying originally after that first uh, rape of his family member. Yes. Um, that they he wasn't fit for prison. Mm-hmm. Like, mentally capable that of being judge, in prison. yeah. Is, are they saying he's, like, maybe developmentally disabled so or they do think that he had a mental disorder but that was never stated like what type or it was never officially diagnosed okay so it was just that he was mentally unstable for prison such as he would do a really like he would do really bad in like prison. he was 
mentally younger than his actual age. Possibly, yeah. kind of what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, they never went into it, and, like, they. I don't think he was ever formally diagnosed. Uh-huh, so, right, okay. obviously, that's a little hard, mm-hmm. but that's what it sounds like, is that, you know, regardless of what he did, it sounds like he wasn't fully there, that mm-hmm. not everything was clicking correctly, and that, you know, maybe he did have an issue, which doesn't... He just, was not understanding all the social cues probably he, of the situation exactly, and interpreting them exactly, not which isn't incorrectly. an excuse for what he did right. but it does make a little more sense that he didn't quite understand what was happening right you know, it, it I, doesn't make him less dangerous exactly yeah he's still i mean it proved that he raped you know a four-year-old right. child there's and plenty of people mm-hmm. with multiple different broad ranges yeah. of developmental disabilities and they, and they do not rape people. And then murder again. And yeah. Rape, and murder. yeah. <laughs> rape or murder. Or yeah. perpetrate any kind of crime. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing is that regardless, he was right. an unsafe person to be out. Yes, like he exactly. had committed okay. this crime against a child. It wasn't like he did this when he was a kid. He did this to a family member when he was 20. Like 20, he would have been, yeah, he would have been 20 because he's 22 and he served two years probation okay. when this happened. I thought he had five years probation. He had five years probation, but he only served two when he committed this crime. So he was still on probation. He was, yes, he okay. was still on probation when this happened. So gotcha. just to add to that right. little tick, two years <laughs> later, yeah. Mm-hmm. That probation's working out real well. Right? Definitely rehabilitated. I'm my feeling head. the punishment. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And, you know, doesn't even have to tell his, you know, his job that he's on probation for raping a four-year-old. That's crazy. Well, they like to protect the rapist more than the victims. Think about it. He could go and work in a daycare. Yeah. No, you know? absolutely. He could work in a hospital. He could work in a school. He could be a janitor for an elementary school. Right. Like, That's... or just regardless. Like, clearly, he doesn't care if it's a, like, infant or if it's an adult. Or not an adult, but, I mean, she's a, not, like, like, a little kid. But she's a child. Yeah, like, she's, so he's yeah. a predator. He's going after uh, yeah. young children, mm-hmm. if you really want to, you know, that's what it right. is. So, anyways, uh, that's when, so Aker's dad uh, went to the police, and he told them what happened, and he said that his son hid the body in the storage unit with the cocoa. Oh, good for the machine. dad, though. Yeah, so he went in and told them, like, what happened. The dad did seem a little, like, I don't want to, like, I don't know, not victim blamey, but, like, he definitely was just like, I don't want my son to get in trouble, but, like, I just have to let you know, like, this is what happened. Like, not, like, I could, like, he loves his son regardless, right. so that's hard for him, but you could tell that he was definitely kind of being, like, he just, like, he, it was a blind, like, he didn't know what happened. It was a blind rage. Like, he was, seemed like he was Making trying to, like. lots of excuses for him. Yeah. That seemed, like, very much so playing out the mental illness card. Like, he didn't know what was happening. Like, he just, mm-hmm. he, he just, like, blacked out. It's like. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. So, because he literally said he flipped out and went in a blind rage when mm-hmm. she turned him down. And that's where it came from saying that they had agreed to do, like, a sex act. And then when she pulled away and, like, changed her mind, like, you know, whatever, that's when he flipped out. So he was saying, like, well, she agreed and then she changed her mind and he flipped out. That's disagreeing. That's still, yeah. <laughs> that's, it doesn't matter if she agreed in the first it place, matter but if she, she didn't. did agree from the get-go yeah. or didn't. At some point, she didn't, mm-hmm. and that means no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no means no. I, yes! <laughs> I don't, I, I don't understand. I could go on about that all day, but <laughs> whatever. So, that's when he was, Akers was arrested, and he was charged with murder, kidnapping, uh, tampering of evidence, and av- aggravated a bat. <laughs> aggravated battery. <laughs> he aggravated a battery? He aggravated a battery. <laughs> you better watch out. They'll just explode all Those of a sudden. Those batteries, man. You better not aggravate them. No. <laughs> no. Aggravated battery. <laughs> all right. So, actually, this that reminds me of <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> Andy's trying to be get into the police department. <laughs> he wants to be a police officer. Yes. Remember, and he was, like, trying to remember the codes and uh-huh. stuff. And he's, I can't remember what the code was, but he's like, I remember that because it's, like, 49 uh, assault shakers. Right. Yeah. Assault shakers. <laughs> it's, like, 4901 is an assault and battery because <laughs> imagine 49 salt shakers and 26 <laughs> batteries or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. And then he's like, and that one's arson because I they imagine the... Salt shakers and the batteries lighting a fire. fire. <laughs> right? It wasn't Ron. He's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> was like, 
No, I think it was April was quizzing in. Oh, but, right. Yeah. Oh, so my gosh. funny. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, so this is, like, really crappy, but... The charges of rape and sexual assault were actually dropped from Akers as part of his plea deal. So, he did technically... It never... I couldn't actually, like, find in any of the articles if he fully raped her or not. Like, but from what it sounds like, I could pick up on it. It seems like he did assault her sexually in some... Okay. But not maybe, like, penetration? Yeah, perhaps. Because that's... They dropped the rape charge, but it was originally there. So, it almost makes me think that, like, they were trying to get him on it. And then just so they could get him to, like, plea guilty, they, like, gave him the deal. Like, hey, we'll take this off. Well, maybe he did, you know, and they still just took it off to make the deal. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know. So I don't know if he actually, like, did or not, because it never really, really, like, specified, which Mm -hmm. was hard, because it just, like, like, I don't know. So we're not sure exactly the extent of the sexual assault that he Yeah, so what we know for sure is that he tried, like, he obviously went to, like, go, you know, not necessarily make a move, but, like, he tried to, like, either, you know, touched her sexually and she showed... Like, hey, I don't want to do this, and oh, pull away and rejected him. Because it happened pretty quickly that she rejected him, clearly. Yeah. So that's what the people are Like, that's why I don't know if he actually raped her or not, because that's, like, when I heard that he immediately, like, started Ooh. strangling her. Did he have in his story, like, after he had strangled her the first time and she passed out, that he did anything at that time? Or they was he just sitting there watching they her? They said that's what they never went into detail, and I couldn't find it. But I'm pretty sure that he did rape her from okay. what it seems like because they did originally have that as part of the charges. Okay. Like when they were going right, for they're right, going okay. for you know a rape charge as well. As I like, see. Okay. And then they dropped it. So make okay. I get. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Now. Okay. Uh. So yeah. So he didn't have to have that charge on him as his plea deal. Um. <laughs> this is really shitty. So Sheriff White, who was the Sheriff White. I know Sheriff White. <laughs> he was. Um, the sheriff who was originally involved with Aker's first crime, and he said that he was surprised to hear the news of this case because he thought that Aker's was on his way to full rehabilitation. Full rehabilitation. Full rehabilitation. Full rehabilitation. Rehabilitation, yep. He said... From his five years of probation. He was so surprised. It was so tough. It, like, turned him around. He only served two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Literally ah, only... no! Okay. We're going to have to... Hold on a second. <laughs> We've got some cats coming in the door. I thought you closed the door. I did. They learned how to open it. <laughs> okay. Got to fix my microphone. <laughs> the cat attacked it. All right. Oop. I think we're good now. Okay. So let me just like... Oh, I don't, where was I? I was at, I believe, talking about what Sheriff White was saying. How oh. he was very like shocked. Yes. About his rehabilitation not working. As you can tell. As we all are so shocked. Right. So shocked. So I found sources that said that uh, Dominic at the time had been living in what was considered like a, you know, like halfway house. Mm-hmm. So it was something along those lines, and it was uh, specifically dedicated to. So like, he wasn't living with his dad. No, no, no. Okay. So he was like saying that he was specifically living there, and it was dedicated to like sexual predators. Like it was that type of re- rehabilitation home. Uh huh. And so he was in like a facility, not really a facility. It was literally just like a house, but he did have to like report back to there right. every okay. night. Okay, gotcha. So he was doing that, but. You know, clearly it wasn't working. His uh-huh. rehabilitation did not... <laughs> not even kind of. Nope. Two years down the road, and now he's a murderer as well as a rapist, so... Nice. Gotta love that, Sheriff White. We're all shocked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's said that he, Dominic Akers, will have to serve at least 30 years in prison, and he is not eligible, eligible for parole until his, thir- or his 80s. So, that's some good news. Yeah. He has gone full prison time this time around. Good. So, you know. But I think it's crazy. Only once. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's insane to me because literally the, his first charge, like the first time he got charged, it was originally said that he was going to serve 33 years prison time just for rape. And now he's only serving 30, at least 30, for murder and rape. Wow. Yeah. So, it's like he's still. So, it really didn't. Add anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could live to his 80s and get out and still live another 10 years and be fine. Like, have right. a life. Like, 
you know. Most likely, hopefully, if he's in his 80s at that he'll point. He'll die. Right. Or <laughs> he'll just be, you know, very unhealthy <laughs> and unable to he hurt somebody. He was a big dude. Obviously, like, he has a very tall stature and a big body, obviously. He also was very just overweight in general, so I don't think he's of great health in the first place. Uh-huh. So maybe he might not make it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope. No. Not wishing death on anybody, but. Right. No. So, well, you know, he, he's supposed to be serving a long time in prison. Like, he should not be getting out. And if he does, then, you know, he's going to be in his 80s, so hopefully people can just defend themselves or he mm-hmm. just will be too old to even do anything about it. Right. It's just weird for me to think because, like, when I think of, the like, somebody in their 80s, I don't think of that old because I think of Grandma Dean and she's in her 80s. And, like... I know. She's, she's, it doesn't seem that old. No. She's in her 87 or 86. And I'm, like, she's fine. Like, she's good to go. Like, there's... She's hop, skipping around, no problem. Yeah, so it's she just, is, she's in good... Help and good of help and mind. Yeah, like there's not anything age, loose sure. in that brain. No, not at all. So that's why I think when I'm thinking of it, like in somebody in their 80s, and like they still could have a life after that. Like mm-hmm. 80s isn't the end of it, you know? Yeah. They should have just given them a life without possibility of parole, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs> uh, so Chelsea Stevens was one of Marissa's close friends that night and was also the concert with her. Chelsea did release a statement to the press and I just want to touch on it. It is a little sad, so just a heads up. Uh, so Chelsea said, "I now fear men, and I fear I'll be killed. And if I don't watch every, if I don't watch everything I do," she said, mm. "knowing he will be in jail the rest of his life, rotting and slowly dying, gives me some hope." Oh, so I mean, this girl is traumatized, clearly. Obviously, yeah. So not only did he, I mean, this isn't like he's just affecting. Like he didn't just kill one girl. He affected everything. He affected her friends, her family, her parents who loved her. I mean, she was a, you know, incredible girl who had so many different paths in life and had so touched so many different people's like lives. You know, it was never like right. Yeah, really she affecting. Was, she what, yeah. was a very loved individual. Yeah, exactly. And was involved with very many, a lot of people. And yeah, no, lots. Like, she had lots of friends. She traveled. Like, when she was younger, she would try, she was gone to Spain and France and Italy and Europe and all over these different places, you know. Like, mm-hmm. she was living such a full and colorful, vibrant life. Like, she had so right. much going for her and, like, you know, she was really doing, like, having an impact on the world. Wow. Yeah. It's really sad. It uh, is so sad mm-hmm. to take such, like, a wonderful person out of the world. It, it always, or a lot of the time, it feels like it's those really amazing people mm-hmm. that this happens to. And I'm like, I don't feel like anybody would describe me that way if I died. And yeah, I don't know. And I, describe me. and I just, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, she was like, really, why, like, why do I get to live and somebody like that doesn't? Yeah, I mean, we all have our things, though. Like, I wouldn't say, like, if you die, like, you would be incredibly missed. It wasn't just gonna, it wouldn't be just like a, eh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, like, with her, it was, like, she was obviously, like, this very special person. Mm -hmm. Like, you could tell that she had a purpose in life. Like, I mean, at 16, she was putting together rallies and educational programs for LGBTQ plus youth and aid prevention. Like, that's... That's a heavy thing for somebody of 16, right. especially with AIDS, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. And this was, like, in the early 2000s. Think about that. Yeah, like, that's especially. I mean, yeah, that was very controversial back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is now, but, like, think about gay marriage wasn't even legalized. Right, Like, yeah. federally, right? Mm-hmm. That's Okay. So, you know, she really was doing the darn thing. <laughs> she was putting <laughs> herself out there and just doing it. And, you know, she was just described by her friends and family that, like, she was so loving and kind, like, just really one of those those good ones, you know, the ones that you yeah. have a hard time coming by. So it's just really sad to see somebody like her, you know, be taken out. Like, somebody who absolutely never in a million years deserved anything like that to happen to her. Right. Not even just deserved it, but, like, you know, like, oh, like how could you, t- like, she's such a good one, you know? <laughs> it's just very upsetting. Yeah. Uh, so Marissa's family and friends actually pressured politicians to make stricter laws for sex offenders. And actually, out of this, two laws, like, ended up being passed. So one is the Mar- the Marissa Sunshine Law, which made it mandatory for sexual offenders to notify their employers of their offenses. So, like, that's a big one because that's literally the whole reason why he was there that night was because he didn't have to disclose his offense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So 
They made that law, and it's been put into place. So it's Marissa's okay. Sunshine Law. Oh. Yeah. And then they have the other one, which is Marissa's, just Marissa's Law. And it would reform laws dealing with sex offenders, including mandatory minimum prison and parole sentences, and as well as increased treatment. Yeah. So, like... They'd have like they have to serve a minimum and they have to like mm-hmm. be monitored and it's not just a you're not gonna get parole. Yeah, exactly. For rape. So they that one has also been passed and they're you know using it and acting with this. So that's good. That's yeah. a good thing that's been put in place. I think you know it's really like awesome that when you know victims' families like something like that happens to them instead of just getting shot down. It's so amazing. They, they just good. take you know something so tough and so yeah. impossible for anybody but most people even imagine mm-hmm. and they turn it around and make something good out of it and help other people yeah. in the process think about how many people could be mm-hmm. saved by that law that we don't even know yeah you know, if that exactly. had never been in place we could oh, have yeah, of course countless other opportunities mm-hmm. like this for people to be in places like you said schools even mm-hmm. without being having to disclose that they yeah. have problems but i feel like it, pedophilic problems yeah just it's crazy like it's really really crazy and you know it's it to me from obviously i didn't know her but from what i can tell by how people describe her that's something that she would have wanted to come out of this you know Mm -hmm. so i think that's also great that they're like doing that in her name as well like doing something good because she was all about seeing the good in life seeing the good in people being trusting and loving and caring and you know, seeing the best of everything. So I think yeah. that really just, like, shows her as a person. Like, this awful thing happened, but we're going to do something good out of it. And we're going to make sure nobody else can, like, get hurt because of that mm-hmm. not being in place. Because, I mean, think if that law was there when she was that. Right. You know, it, it could have never happened. Exactly. So that's why, like, I just don't even get it. Like, why are they... Why wouldn't they have that in the first place? Why it is does it seem strange. like they are quite Seems literally... like they were a little behind... With that, for yeah. sure. I mean, why are they quite, like, even just saying, like, oh, well, he wasn't fit, and we feel like he'd do bad in prison, so we're going to give him parole time and five yeah, years right. parole. That's, like, something that somebody for a, dr- a major drug offense would get. You know, mm-hmm. not a sexual a- abuse against a child, a yeah. rape of a child, a four-year-old. While this guy's 20, yeah. you know, two, 380 pounds, six foot. Imagine that. Yeah. Of a f- yeah. four-year-old. That's insane. It's like you're letting that. Just it's like you're protecting the predator and mm-hmm. not the victims, and that's just yeah. real, shows a real good message to how you care about sex, like sexual assault victims. Like, yeah, it's just messed up. But now we have those laws in place in New Mexico, so that's really awesome. Good job, <laughs> Marissa's family and friends. Uh, Marissa's friends who like do all like the acting and mm-hmm. like all those videos and stuff. They produced an educational documentary about Marissa's life. And how to prevent sexual assault. Oh. And they called it Educating Marissa. <laughs> and I was trying to find it online and I couldn't find it. So if anybody finds this documentary, like, please watch it for me. <laughs> I'm still looking, but I'm going to, I swear I'll find it someday. Because <laughs> I want to watch it, but we'll see. It said that it's been put out, so I don't, I don't know. I'll have to find it. Uh, so then, this is another th- part that I think is, like, really cool. So... That night, uh, Atmosphere, the lead singer of the band, his name is Slug. <laughs> it's not his actual name, but that's what uh, they call him. What? His parents didn't name him Slug. No. And there's no last name. It's just Slug. Just Slug. <laughs> <laughs> no. So he released a report to the press saying, um, let's see, let me get to where it is. So uh, Slug knew he wasn't responsible for what happened that night. Rather, his feelings of remorse and and his sympathy for the family and his friends from... Wait, what? <laughs> no, let me, let me read this. <laughs> you're, just, you're just reading through your notes and like, what am I writing? Yeah, I did write this very fast, to be honest. But Slug, the lead singer of the band atmosphere that was playing that night, released a statement as well. Slug knew he wasn't responsible. Rather, his feelings of remorse, his sympathy for the family, his fans from that night, the murderer, and those... Readers of the events head of the events headlines. He realized he was connected to all of them. After the event, Slug explained he or explained, and he concluded, "It's just not really about me. It's about getting on or about me getting on stage and having the time of my life. It's about uh, it's something bigger than that." So later on, he wrote a song for Marissa that's called "That Night," and uh, I like I'm gonna try and play it for you guys like at the end of this. But so basically, like. 
this guy, you know, he's the lead singer of the band. They didn't know it happened until, like, a little bit later on oh. when they were, like, were reading headlines and stuff. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like, that was us uh-huh. playing that night. And it, like, he said that it take a there's, like, other interviews of him, and it said it took a total change in his music, because he always touched on, like, the darker and, like, mysterious, like, you know, macabre things in uh-huh. his music, so he always had, like, a little bit of darker music, but he was, like, I was singing about it in a way that was more, like, oh, I'm cool and flashy and different, but, like, he's singing about this, and he was very, like, expressive of his lyrics, like, he didn't censor anything in his song, right, okay. and it was very, like, he said it's just a big change for him because now it's not about getting up on stage and showing about how cool I am. It's, you know, bigger than that. I need to educate people and educate my fans about what's going on. So yeah. I think that's really awesome of him mm-hmm. to, like, see that and, like, you know, want to advocate and right, talk. Yeah. And, and, it was a big... and take some kind of responsibility to educate mm-hmm. people. Exactly. Not just be like, oh, that sucks. Like Seeing that he has a platform that he can reach uh, more people than mm-hmm. a lot can. Yeah, exactly. And so, using that for good. Mm-hmm. And he said he wanted to change it and not have his music be so macabre, like glorifying stuff. So like along I, those oh, gotcha. lines. Darker things. Yeah, and he wanted to show like this is not okay. Like we need mm-hmm. to like be uplifting each other. And That's awesome. Pr- yeah, it sounds like he's a really cool guy. Slug. Slug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What type of slug we talking? Banana slug. I don't know any other type of slug. I don't know any other type of slug. (laughs) Snail. Those are kind of like slugs. They should have a band, and it's like slugging and snail, like snails and slugs. (laughs) What is it? Slugs and Stones, the ice cream place on the coast. What? You don't know about that? No, I've never been there. It's in Brookings, like in the harbor, like all the shops. It's called Slugs and Stones. It's an ice cream shop. Slugs and Stones. Yes. Why is it called slugs? I don't know. It just is. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I know the ice cream place, but I don't remember it being called that. Yeah. Maybe it's a different place that I'm thinking of. Maybe it's the one that's right there in the harbor. Is like it the one can... with like the gift shop and stuff in it? No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. It has like an arcade game in it, like an old like hmm. like Atari handle oh. style arcade. Game. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Is it's... that what that motion hand motion was? Yeah. <laughs> An Atari joystick. <laughs> hey, it was. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the case. Wow, it's that was good. It's a sad. It, I don't it know. It stinks that there's not more coverage on it. I know. I don't know why. It is actually. I saw this on a TikTok. That's how I came across this case. Is it just showed up on a TikTok, and huh. I, I don't remember the TikToker's name or handle, so I'm very sorry. A <laughs> uh, shout out to her. You know, for putting it together, I think it was a her or him. It could have been a him, but good job for <laughs> or like they, pop. yeah, or they, yeah, very true. Uh, individual, whatever. Thank you for bringing that up and like bringing it to my eyes because this is something that I just feel like we need to talk about cases like this more often, and we should be pressuring our politicians and lawmakers to put more and strict like laws in place because this stuff still happens. It's not like this is a right. rare occasion where somebody who's already sexually assaulted someone does it again yeah. and then kills them. I yeah, I don't think you are There's, rehabilitating no. rapists. No, it just it's not. It's not going to. It's that. not. It's not going to work, and that's sad because you you know our mind thinks like we need a real big ba- like rehabilitate people you know things happen i'm sorry but no sexual assault is an accident yeah so that's and it's dangerous right. you can't let those people back on no. it's just showing kind of i mean obviously to men. and a lot of sexual offenders escalate to murder yeah exactly like it's very common mm-hmm. yep absolutely so you know it's not just like it's just very hard and you know what there's another thing right there of why girls can be scared to say no sometimes because mm-hmm. when you do uh oh he flipped out in a blind rage and, and now I'm dead you. instead of raped yeah like, exactly now I'm raped and dead instead of only being raped yeah exactly so you know that's why sometimes girls have and a they, fear of like being, okay you know like go along with it yeah. just so that they so don't they get think, killed right yeah yeah so that's why like when people are like well why didn't she like you know put up a fight why didn't she say no maybe because she didn't want to die because she was scared yeah think about the like how often that happens it's just it's crazy and then people continue to victim blame and say oh yeah. well you know you should put up more of a fight you can't say no because mm-hmm. then you might get killed but if you do say no and you get killed it's Oh, that sucks, but, you know, like, whatever. 
You can't win either way. Yeah, you can't. And politicians still, and lawmakers still have laws in there that are protecting sexual offenders. And it's yeah, still that can, is total bullcrap. Yeah, I don't like, understand just that Just blatant, obviously, just being like, yeah, we don't care about... And, I mean, yes, men are obviously can be victims, too, but it is majority women. So it's like saying, like, hey, we don't care that you guys are being put in danger by us. Yeah. We don't give a shit about you. Right. That's what it feels like. It does feel like that a lot. Yeah. So it's like, because it is. It's majority because of the victims are female. Yeah. And this person could have such a fulfilling life if yeah. they are rehabilitated. I don't give a shit like, if they could have a No fu- matter. Right? They already did it. Right? It's like, yeah, so could a murderer, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm not, we're not rehabilitating murderers and be like, yeah, like, for the most part, you're not seeing serial killers be put back on the streets because they were rehabil- rehabilitated yeah, or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's just crazy, but, I you mean. You see those ones all the time, though, that get out for good behavior. And then do it. Well, what about the one case of the guy who chopped those girls' arms off and they protected him, covered his identity? Right. Well, we're going to have to cover that a different time. That's true. So I won't get into it. But that, oh, that one drives me insane. So, but yeah, that's our little rant about how upsetting (laughs) that is. Um, I just want to like close the statement with saying, like, you know, a little bit more about Marissa. She was clearly a light to this earth that was unfortunately taken from us way too soon at the young age of 16. Um, she was full of love and kindness and peace and had the absolute most adorable hippie vibes ever. And I, uh, you know, vibe of that for real, like, so sweet. Uh, and then this is a little bit of like a quote from Marissa's mom, Erica. I just want to close with it. I think it's really sweet and, you know, touching. So... Marissa was a beautiful walking experience of love and all that entails. The caring, the compassion, the light, and the spark. Oh, Yeah. Very sweet. And do you want to play that video for us Yeah, so I'd like to play that song for you guys and listen. It's like two minutes, so it's not very long. I think it's a good song to listen to. Really, like, listen to the words, too, because he, you know, he gets in, he goes into it, and I think it's important to, like, you know, he's using his way of creativity to, like, talk about it and I think that's really important that we do that. Right. Okay. All right. Okay, so this is the song, so I'm going to play it for you guys. Don't even know if I can write this song. Caught on a beam between right and wrong. Gotta keep forward, keep straight for the sake of why we stay awake all night long. It's not up for interpret. Paranoid of exploiting the verdict. But in the same breath, I got thoughts that I want to express and let surface. This ain't for props or the pop culture. It's about a balloon that got punctured. The sunshine's fun till it burns someone. And we all got burned that summer. She was 16. Another young angel with clipped wings. She came to the shows, but I never met her. Don't even know what she was listening. That night, we lost a supporter. That night, somebody lost a daughter. He raped and killed her at the venue. Can't comprehend what her friends must have went through. That night, the sun went dark. Now watch everyone on the tour bus fall apart. That night, Lord have mercy. The music died that night in Albuquerque. This type of real doesn't happen to you, right? Crescent, Merce, Dibs, Jaybird. I want to go home now and start a new life. Wish I could protect the kids. Guess safety is hit or miss with a prior convicted sex offense against a four-year-old. Why we let you live? Don't know what I'm trying to write, but there's a part of me that keeps dying at night. When I think about a mother, I become another number that wants you to suffer. You're locked up for now. You have no more chances to steal the children's laps. And if you ever find God, better pray to her and ask that we never cross paths.
Okay, so yeah, that's the song. So I, you know, I'm not going to even lie. After I've heard that song, I've been, like, listening to it, like, in my playlist. It's actually just, like, a good song in general. But... Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, like, it had a good beat. Right, you're right. It told the whole story. Yeah, and it... I feel like it, like, makes you feel something, though, almost. Like, when I hear that song, sometimes I feel like I get, like, the, like, you know, goosebumps on my arms. Like, I don't know. It's just... It, like, feels like a very... Like, you feel like almost the, um remorse and the grief in his voice I feel like when he talks about it which is very touching mm-hmm. and I think it's important that creators like that really use their platforms for good because so much now you see creators using their songs for you know like fuck bitches get money you know yeah. <laughs> stuff like that so it's like really important to show to the audiences like you know talk about this stuff and yeah. you know you know, so many people would never hear about the story, so it's important to put it out there and, like, really get people listening, so. Yeah. You know. That's great. Yeah, so that is my story. Um, thanks for listening, if anybody ever does. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hopefully somebody <laughs> listens to this eventually. Yeah, because we put some work into it, so y'all better listen. <laughs> Hopefully we get better at it, too. Yeah, <laughs> so sorry for the stuttering. I cannot talk clearly, apparently. <laughs> Um, I think you did great. Well, thank you. Okay, well, that's the end of it for me. Do you have anything you want to add or say or do or... No. Um, I guess we plan in the future, you know, to do true crime, obviously, as well as some paranormal encounters slash stories, creatures, mm-hmm. cryptids, things like that. So, I hope everybody liked this. I hope that we like it. <laughs> We're going to go back and listen to ourselves now and try to get it all edited and put together. Woo! But this is our first go of it. Yeah, And we're going to have some more episodes in the coming weeks. We haven't yes. decided yet on a template for our calendar as far as how often we're going to put out episodes. I mean, I think eventually probably mm-hmm. we would like it to be weekly, but yeah. I don't know if it's going to start that way. We'll yeah. just have to see how it goes. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to try and start slow, not jump into it too far, too quick, and mm-hmm. then get, you know, overwhelmed and have the risk of just everything ending. So <laughs> the whole yes. world ending. It happens. You never know what's going to happen. Right. Zombie apocalypse could be going on right as we're talking. We don't even know. We're just down in the basement and don't even know. Yep. Maybe that's what that sound was. That could be. But well, the zombie I, train. Here comes the car that I told you I'm right in front of. <laughs> Rainy says she will not wait around for zombie apocalypse. I will not participate in that. At the first sign of a zombie apocalypse, she's going to die. Die? I will take my own life. <laughs> I'm not going through that. Oh I gosh. will be gone. <laughs> I'll be gone. Well, I guess I won't be counting on you to help. And reinforce our home. Sorry, girl. You can use my body as bay or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be helpful. Yeah, it could be. You never know. You never know. Or I might come one of them. <gasps> you never know. You might become one of them? Yeah, if no. I die, because then I'll be dead, so then I'll become the undead. Oh, great. Actually, no. But let's be honest. If a zombie apocalypse is going to happen, it's going to be through, like, some sort of chemical or, you know. Right, chemical warfare gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Chernobyl. Yep. They said they're zombies. Zombies. Yep. I think that would be nuclear warfare. (laughs) What did you say? Chemical warfare. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. But, you know, same difference. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, we don't have an outro yet, so. Bye. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye.